I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Tuesday, June 20th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Okay, Peak Pals, so today in great news, the University of Guelph broke ground on a $16 million bee research center, which, in addition to 200 hives, will boast a shop, pollinator gardens, walking tours, and a classroom where novice bee lovers can take beekeeping lessons. It sounds wonderful, Jay. And I was thinking, should we do a live episode from the Bee Research Center at the University of Guelph? Uh, yes. I still have a healthy fear of bees. I've been stung not that long ago. It really hurts, but I do know that they are really the most amazing creatures in nature. So I'm willing to do a show from there if you are. That's the tough thing about bees is that they're scary and terrifying, but they're also very important. And so it's challenging behind the bee movement, even though I know how important they are. So anyways, I'll probably, maybe I'll visit just to learn more and maybe that will make me more tolerant of bees. But yeah, it's a tough one. Brett, aside from the really important nature of pollinators, what do we have for Peak Pals today? For first story, Canada has a housing market twin. For our second story, Paris Air Show takes off. And for our last story, what will central banks do next? For our first story, New Zealand's housing prices have crashed harder than a toddler after a sugar rush. I know all about that, Brett. What's going on in New Zealand? So a series of interest rate hikes have dragged down the New Zealand home prices by 18% the past 18 months. Now, that's erasing billions of dollars in wealth and helping spin the country into a recession, per the New York Times. You might be wondering, why should you, dear listener, care about Kiwi housing? Well, because New Zealand and Canada's housing markets are like twins separated at birth and the entire world. That's right, Jay. So both have an abundance of homeowners with variable rate mortgages and fixed rate mortgages with relatively short terms, making them highly sensitive to rate hikes. They also saw massive spikes in home prices over the past decade, particularly due to low rates during the pandemic, leading to some of the world's priciest housing. New Zealand and Canada are contending with ongoing housing supply shortages. They've also had them left with to implement foreign buyers' bans to cool the market off. Well, banks also tend to group them in similar risk categories with Goldman Sachs predicting that both would suffer crash-like drops in prices by the end of this year. But here's the thing. While New Zealand hit bottom and then brought out the shovels to keep digging, Canadian home prices actually went up in May for the first time in 10 months. So what gives, Jay? Well, one word. Immigration. Canada saw a record number of immigrants last year and is on track to easily break that record again this year. All these new people, well, Brett, they need places to live. And while New Zealand saw a surge in newcomers in April, its immigration numbers have been far less robust than Canada's. In 2021, more people left than actually came into New Zealand. The bottom line is looking at New Zealand is like looking into the housing multiverse and seeing an alternate version of Canada where immigration wasn't at historic levels. And I can relate to this because I actually saw the Spider-Man movie this weekend. For our second story, Paris's other headline-grabbing show, the Paris Air Show, begins this week. Only in this event, guests are leaving with 500 Airbus jets instead of Louis Vuitton. Summer collection. Sounds pretty pricey, Jay. What's going on there? It is pricier than Louis Vuitton's stuff, actually. Airbuses don't come cheap these days, but folks keep buying them. After a four-year pandemic-induced hiatus, the world's biggest air show is back, highlighting the industry's latest planes, drones, helicopters, and prototypes. Executives are expected to battle for billions worth of commercial and defense contracts. And this all matters because the show is usually pretty commercial in tone. Last time, Airbus raked in a reported $35 billion. Now this year, the war in Ukraine has triggered a literal arms race among Western governments, fueling the demand for high-tech military jets like the F-16. Now to zoom out, what? 
While the focus is on defense, the commercial sector is also serving up climate-conscious technology like Generation 6, Whisk Arrows, all-electric air taxi, finally the solution to our rush hour traffic here, and as the industry pushes to reach its goal of net zero emissions by 2050. Now, engine maker Safran announced it will open four new production lines across France and the UK to boost manufacturing of electric motors for small aircrafts. European aviation giant Airbus flew French President Emmanuel Macron in its latest helicopter, the H-160, which was running on 30% sustainable aviation fuel, which they say is SAF, that's sustainable aviation fuel, a good acronym for you. SAF. The bottom line is, while a $55 billion Airbus deal started the show with a bang, it's quite possible the record-breaking deal will be eclipsed by the end of the week as many airlines are expanding aggressively to capitalize on post-pandemic surge in travel. For our third story, about a year into the bare-knuckle brawl against inflation, the world's central banks have found themselves playing the latest fun game of Would You Rather? Yeah, so here's what's driving the news. Central bankers across the world are making like degenerate gamblers and hammering the over on inflation, prepping for further interest rate hikes as they bet inflation will stick around even as the red hot food energy prices have cooled. This is per the Wall Street Journal. The Bank of Canada, for their part, is expected to hike again next month. The European Central Bank all but confirmed it would. The Bank of England is likely to follow suit this weekend. After a brief pause, the Federal Reserve in the U.S. is set to get right back to hiking. And inflation has been sticky in part due to high wage growth and resilient spending, creating a fear that households have adjusted to a new world of soaring prices by permanently changing their behavior and require ultra-high interest rates to shock them out of it. Yes, but central banks are receiving mixed signals, suggesting that they have hiked rates sufficiently. They just need patience. Global GDP growth is tepid at best, with the eurozone even entering a recession. And it's possible that consumers who keep spending and allow profitable businesses to keep hiring simply haven't burnt through their pandemic savings. Well, just not yet. And this is why this all really matters. If central banks make the wrong call between hiking rates further or holding them steady, they could enter A, drag the developed world into a recession, or B, bring about years of inflation while above target rates, both undesirable outcomes, at least in our I'll say. Pete Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thank you, Brett. Have a great Tuesday, Peak Pals. Peak Pals.